0: Hey there beautiful joy seeker, welcome to the I Am Changing podcast. I'm your host Kaz Humphreys and I'm a change facilitator. In today's episode I'm going to talk about becoming your own parent and introducing seven easy practices of self-worship in order to live your best life. We need to get to the beginning of our life when we were born and as an innocent baby who loved ourself unconditionally. Remember then And then we grow and begin to have experiences. A child will nearly always run back to its mother or father, depending on what you have, when they are distressed, have a boo-boo or simply are in need of comfort. As we become teenagers, we drift steps away from our parents as our confidence and independence grows. We stretch out of the family unit and branch out onto our own journey path. And yet we're still in need of nurturing and mothering on a fundamentally basic human level as adults regardless of whether we maintain a relationship with our biological mother we remain in need of receipt of the same depth of loving nurture throughout our entire life who better to provide that nurture to you than yourself after all you know yourself better than anyone else right and yet we so quickly and easily invest ourselves and our energy into the drama of others. We often lose sight of when and how to nurture our own needs. Nurture is not solely a role to be fulfilled by a partner, friends or our children. There is to some extent an exchange of nurture or mothering in these relationships. The recognition of our needs and the responsibility to implement actions to feel fulfilled rests solely on our shoulders as individuals. As adults, we actually get the choice to mother ourselves. Modern Western society and culture certainly advocate this through extensive self-help promotions. So often the entrapment of a good marketing ploy places a perverse spin on the outcome we all desire, to feel loved. So often we struggle to implement self-care and rarely consider self-care simply as helpful mothering to ourselves social media automatically establishes a comparison basis for the audience. For example, Are You Happy Like Susie? will be the copy in some ad of a perfect-looking chick with flat abs and no ass and a great job. The airbrushed model is not a realistic portrayal for most people who juggle the hustle of modern life. You don't see nor appreciate Susie's struggle or challenges in her life, and you have no idea what she's accomplished to become worthy of this time in her journey. Nor can you see her stretch marks or what snack she gorged on inside her wardrobe in an effort to hide from the kids last night. A mother is defined as a woman who gives birth or who has the responsibility of physical and emotional care for specific children. The physical care-based realm is obvious. Food and shelter are the basics that come to mind. The emotional care for a child is a much more complex discussion. We age and, let's face it, most of us mature. Most of us leave the family nest, but we never actually discard or shed our inner child. This facet of our psyche will always remain in need of mothering and loving nurture throughout our lives. So let me ask you this if a mother isn't mothering herself, what does her child learn through its observations? What behaviors are modelled from the adult to the child? Does the child learn that it's their job to fix everyone else? does the child learn that their significant place in the world is not immediately important and if a child doesn't see its mother or its carer nurture themselves and in my eyes a mother isn't gender specific how does the child learn to read their own internal feelings meter and then respond accordingly how does the child learn a language of receptivity in order to gauge when things aren't right and then ask for help And if the mother is of service to everyone else and doesn't meet their own needs will the child see how exhausted the parent is or will the child simply continue asking for more with the expectation of their request being fulfilled a good mother is judged in our western culture for their physical appearance and their ability to be present in their child's life but what if we sat back and redefined a good mother as someone who tries their best is honest with their feelings, especially in terms of how they communicate with themselves and others with their truth. A good mother should be defined as someone who teaches a child how to become a responsible adult with lessons of how to communicate openly whilst connected to their feelings barometer. This is done by leading through example. Often this involves negotiation after checking in with how you're feeling and determining your capacity for fulfilling the request of another. Imagine if we truly valued how a mother guided a child to understand their own self-worth, self-confidence and self-love. What if we perceived the performance of a mother based on how they showed their child or their children how to value themselves through love-self actions? Imagine the resilience of our children, young teens and young adults as if they were taught how to love themselves right from the get-go and not seek it externally? Would our world be different if all parents were taught unconditional love and then shared these lessons with their own children? Would our pace be slower? Would we naturally be more respectful? Would we naturally make eye contact when communicating, staring deeply into each other's soul without feeling intimidated? Would we more readily express ourselves and not be afraid to follow our dreams? So what can one do to mother themselves? And I'm constantly having this conversation in my clinical practice. I've not yet met a mother who doesn't want their child to feel confident and resilient going out into the world. And yet the majority of our teachings are from the behaviors and actions of our parents. So let's take a quick look at the seven ways you can improve self-mothering you today. Number one, make the decision and decide you're worthy, gorgeous. Is today the day you can decide to value who you are? In an article by Psychology Alive, Dr. Lisa Firestone, she believes that self-worth should be less about measuring yourself based on external actions and more about valuing your inherent worth as a person. In other words, self-worth is about who you are and not about what you do. The act of deciding your self-worth should not focus on measuring ourselves against others, but paying attention to to our intrinsic value. Always remember the golden rule that there is always someone richer, more attractive and more successful than you. Self-worth is all about forming a positive and healthy relationship with your inner critique, who, by the way, often gets chatty when you're close to success. And why is this? It's just the old fear pattern being exercised and you're moving through the boundary of where it limits you. When the fear arises, remind yourself you're close to success. So continue to mother yourself more. Number two, set your intention. Setting an intention is one of the very fastest ways to consciously activate your receptivity for change. For example, if you were to go out in the day and not have any intention set or created any type of prayer or manifestation for how you want the day to go, then you're getting on a bike with no direction. Intentions can provide roadmaps and reminders of how we want to live each day. They direct where we're going to go and what some of the activities might be. Intentions give us purpose, as well as the inspiration and motivation to achieve your purpose. The practice of setting daily intentions can change your life with consistent applications, especially when applied to self-care and mothering. Here's some sample intentions to try. Today, it's my intention to surrender to ordinary thinking and live my life for me. Today, it's my intention to be open to more joy in my life. Today, I gift myself permission to take timeouts, reset my mood where required, so I can remain upbeat and dynamic. Find what works for you. Number three, commitment to self. The journey of life can be viewed several ways. Either you're drifting through it or you're owning it and the lessons are gifted to you. Make the commitment to back yourself today no excuses gorgeous every time you feel yourself becoming a tractor beam into someone else's drama tap your hip this is a kinesiology based neurological reset button and state out aloud to yourself reset literally picture yourself stepping back and just observing the other party stay in your lane number 4 take regular timeouts One of the very best lessons I've ever learned personally in relation to mothering myself first was this. If I use all of my energy being of service to everyone else, my bucket very quickly runs dry. That means I'll turn into a hot mess and I'm no good for anybody. Giving yourself permission to take time out is golden. It's like resetting yourself to start the day again. Because let's face it, we all have stuff that crops up in our lives and some days are better than others utilize a timeout to reset the mindset from crappy to happy. When I take timeout throughout the every single day, I maintain my center and focus. I'm grounded, I'm energized. I'm connected to my intuition. Break up the monotony of the daily routine with short bursts of activity. I chase brown chocolate puppies, I hang out washing, I'll do yoga stretching, I meditate, or a little bit ashamed to admit this, I disco dance 80 style. Elaine, eat your heart out. Suggestion number five, implement little love actions. Small loving actions such as rubbing scented lotion onto your skin, taking a bath, a nature immersion walk, all make significant contributions to lowering your cortisol levels and helping you maintain that calm state, the rest and digest. The more relaxed you are, the better you sleep, the younger you look, the better you feel. The better quality sleep you obtain, the more energy you'll have for tomorrow. The deeper you sleep, the more you can reset your hippocampus, clear out your memory bank, and you literally are starting afresh. Tip number six, be generous with your love language. Now, I'm not talking about going all skanky-ho here. I'm talking about never limit the love language you give to yourself inside your head. One of the best ways to consciously infuse self-worth Boost your deservability and confidence is to love all over yourself with how you communicate to and with yourself. Find small ways to appreciate who you are and what you've got to offer in your own life and then the world. Utilise that voice in your head to talk positive. Anytime a negative statement is uttered, tell your spirit, tell the universe, tell God, cancel that and reframe the thought immediately into something positive. You will undoubtedly find yourself cancelling lots of negative thoughts in the first couple of weeks. However, keep reminding yourself that you're literally retraining your thought processes and making your happiness bank account deposits each time you reframe something into positive. You're also literally rewiring the neuroplasticity in your brain. Keep reminding yourself that you're so worth this investment. Number seven, and I find this to be one of the most powerful tips Be grateful and thankful. Harvard Health discusses in psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people find more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. People feel and express gratitude in a multitude of ways. Being thankful helps you to think more about other people's feelings from their point of view. It's called empathy. Remember this, creating thankful thought habits helps you get through life's tough times. This is because you've trained your mind to reframe back to all of the good things in your life. The only person, in summary, who's actually responsible for the adult version of of you is you. Sure, you can blame your parents for your childhood, but your adult life and how well you choose to live it is actually all on you. Perhaps consider making the commitment to mother yourself today with unconditional love and intention. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the I Am Changing podcast. As always, there's daily inspirational posts on my Instagram and Facebook pages. Simply search for me using the links in the show notes below. To grow my podcast audience, it really helps me immensely. If you could hit the follow, rate, share, like button, I'd be so grateful. Thanks in advance, Gorgeous, for sharing this podcast within your own change tribe. I hope it generates a fire of loving support and proactive discussion of how you can take charge of your journey steps through your life, regardless of the challenges that experience brings you. I'm your podcast host, Cass Humphreys, aka The Change Chick. The I Am Changing podcast is a reminder that we can all choose to change and bloom from within.